Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks. Here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome into the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we're talking Arrowhead basketball today. Craig Hazy, known Craig a long time, big fan of his, and uh, this basketball team is awfully good. Craig, how you doing? Awesome. Thanks for having you me. You look Mike. good. Thanks. You look even better. I'm yeah. like a fine wine. You just yeah, keep getting better it, with age, it. baby. Well, your eyes are going. That's the problem. <laughs> As you get older, your eyes kind of go. Let me run down today's show. Um, Javier is, is the Senior Director, Community Relations for Walmart is in studio. We're talking about an event that we have going on today from 11 to 2. And we'll talk to Javier here in a minute. At 1045, Jerry Pettigrew, all-time winningest coach, high school basketball history from Cuba City, is going to be joining us as we really highlight and promote the WBY shootout. At 11.30, Larry Hoke and Jody Majerus are going to join us, the Majerus Family Foundation. And as you know, Craig, they, uh, they're a big part of the WBY shootout. They do um, scholarships for student-athletes at that tournament and have really added a lot to the tournament. And I'm big fans of, the, of not only Rick Majerus because I wanted to be him. You know, growing up, I coached grade school, high school, and he went on to a whole different level. But that's who I wanted to be. and What an amazing foundation. Oh, I mean, geez. incredible the amount that they give back. And uh, I know that's what Rick was all about. But for them to continue his legacy is just outstanding for high school basketball yeah, players. Yeah, and I really do enjoy the time they get a chance to spend with Lori Hoke and, and, and Jody Majerus to talk about the legacy of Rick Majerus in this Milwaukee market. And if you're a basketball guy, yeah, yeah, look, everybody loved Rick. That's for sure. And for them to be carrying on his name through this foundation – I just love um, I speaking of giving back to the community and and, and what an easy transition having Javier um, again senior director community relations for Walmart here in in studio we talked last segment in the U sports show about the importance the umbrella the importance of giving back to the community for Walmart that's kind of how the company was started Javier right I mean that's that was the mission statement from the get-go from when this was started absolutely our mission statement is to save people money so they can live better right and the key word is live better and that includes you know offering customers a good value but also giving back to the community that's in our dna yeah i look the two guys that were just here we go to a break and they go look we we just got uh, you know we got a little grant from from walmart to be able to come in and, and get some equipment for our facility I got two text messages from other people saying, hey, look, Walmart did this and Walmart did that. And so it, nothing surprises 
you and you're smiling because this is this is your job and this is what you do. But today from 11 to 2, it's a day of giving. We're working with the Running Rebels, Victor and Don Barnett. We're going to have a number of Running Rebel people out at Highway 100 and Layton Walmart store. Javier's heading over there. I might have to run him to the airport a little bit later, but he's going to hang out there. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer and Billy Schmidt from the Big Shore are going to be there. You can't miss the tent. It's the first time, first annual, I think. I call it the first annual, Javier. We'll make sure you guys got to continue to partner up with us on this thing. Um, people come out and they can bring their kids coffee, hot chocolate, some games, all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of fun activities. So bring your family, bring your friends. You know, sometimes we take Christmas for granted, and it's easy for many of us to have toys under the tree. But for thousands and thousands of kids out there, they won't have one. And this is an opportunity for you to give a toy, donate a toy, so that a good good kid can have a toy this Christmas. Hey, you would, um, and, and I know that you're not 100% familiar with the Running Rebels, but you would enjoy what, what you would like their mission statement, some of the things they're trying to accomplish in the city of Milwaukee where I've lived my whole life. And for, for, for the idea of utilizing basketball to get kids to come in so that they can they can mentor them up, they've got tutors available, they've got the facility they have now has a full functioning kitchen, and they're teaching kids how to be cooks and chefs and how to work in a catering service and all of that. So they're utilizing and going, hey, do you want to play basketball? Yeah, okay, you can play, but you got to go over here and get your schoolwork done first. You want to play basketball? Great. you got to go learn to, to, to be a cook first, and then we'll let you play. And the work that they're doing, um, I commend Victor Barnett and, and Don Barnett, and, and Walmart should be extremely proud of partnering with, with the people at the Running Rebels. Javier, thank you so much. It's really nice to meet you in person, and I'll see you over at the store, um, again, between 11 and 2, uh, Highway 100 and Layton is where we're going to be. Come shake hands, go into Walmart, buy a couple of toys, and come out and, and donate. What a great life lesson, by the way. And, and Craig, you and I have had this conversation with our own kids, how life lessons are really important, both good and bad, but we have to be able to do that. But to have, have their kids go in and pick out a couple of toys to be able to give to kids that might not get them, you get more pleasure from giving than getting. And uh, yes. if you can teach that to kids at an early age, it's a lifelong thing, like you said. Yeah, I agree with that. Javier, it's nice to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going to head over to the Walmart in Greenfield, yep. and I look forward to uh, seeing you there. Yeah, I have uh, hot chocolate waiting on me. Now maybe hot coffee. That's I'm going to go with hot coffee. Um, but I'll see you uh, probably around 1215. Wonderful. Thank Great. you so very much. Yeah, thank you very much. Again, that's Javier. He is a Senior Director of Community Relations for Walmart. And uh, between 11 and 2, go over and... Billy Schmidt, uh, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, shake hands, talk a little, uh, talk a little Packer football, and how uh, they should have went out to California and whooped a couple teams out there, but didn't get it done. But they, uh, they'll be okay. They got a big you, one this weekend. Yeah, they do. Hey, you guys, uh, Arrowhead, you get a win this week because I can't find it. Yes, we won last night. Waukesha South. Waukesha South, a uh, great game. Um, you know, we ended up uh, winning. Uh, 81 to uh, 62, I believe, and uh, just uh, a, a well-played game, an intense game, and a uh, good way to kick off our first home game of the season. Good crowd? Uh, good crowd. We had a great uh, – we had DECA night, um, uh, which our sports marketing uh, classes uh, do a lot of different things to try and, uh, you know, get people involved. And uh, so it's always good when they're out there uh, promoting them basketball for us. So um, I just wanted to bring up one other thing since we're talking about giving. Yeah. Uh, this Tuesday at our game against Catholic Memorial – uh, we're doing two things uh, with Catholic Memorial, kind of a joint venture, where we're doing a sock drive for the homeless and asking people to bring in uh, brand-new 
large and extra large socks. And uh, we're also uh, really lucky to have the designer of the MacStar, uh, Harlow Millis, okay. who is a, a student in our district, and she designed the MacStar this year. She's also going to be there selling the MacStar ornament, which is just awesome. Harlow is a, a cancer fighter, and she's on her final treatments, and a, a wonderful young lady. Man, and just, praise the Lord for that. Yeah, just yeah. super excited about those two events that we have on Tuesday. And uh, the money going to the Mac Fund then. Money goes straight to the Mac Fund for the Mac Star and uh, the, the sock drive. Um, we have a family in our district that's been doing this for a, a couple years, and they asked our basketball program to get uh, to get together with them, and uh, Catholic Memorial's been willing to get together with us, so we're going to. We're going to get thousands of socks, hopefully, yeah. to, to give to the homeless. So that's Tuesday night. That's okay. Tuesday, December you know 17th. Come on, give back. Buy, for sure, bring some socks. Buy one of the stars. Watch some really good high school basketball. How do you beat that? That's awesome. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Hey, Craig, how long have you been at, at Arrowhead? You've been there a bit. I've been there a bit. Uh, this is my 26th year of teaching at Arrowhead and my 20th year as head coach. So, wow. yeah, time, time goes, goes fast. It does. This is my first year not being, you know, I retired, and it's um, it's kind of odd. Last night, we had a birthday party at my house, and uh, my son Matthew, my son-in-law, and my grandson, we kind of uh, grouped them together. And as they're opening gifts, I'm in another room listening to the Martin Luther St. Catherine's family. <laughs> I was going to say, a, a, par- a birthday party on a Friday night? That's got to be the first time in years. I went to a Bucks game during the week this year. Holy cow. I've never been to a Bucks game during the week, wow. ever. And it was like, guy at work here, uh, general manager Chuck Sullivan was like, hey, uh, we got four tickets for tonight's game. You want them? I'm like, well, no, it's, hold on. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that yeah. now. No, I, I think I would like that. And so I go I go down to the Bucks game, and I don't, I, I, for the first two weeks, I'm at home at around 7 o'clock, and I'm pacing. And I was like, sit down. And I'm like, ah, I feel like I, I feel like I'm forgetting something. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, uh, St. Catherine's Division Three, the real deal. Oh, yeah. I got a text from Coach Wallersheim. He said, my my goodness, really, really good, really, really good. And when you're really, really good, and you have a, you're playing with a chip on your shoulder because Martin Luther beat you last year in the sectionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that they um, that makes it tough. That no doubt. Um, this team for Arrowhead, you, this was a team that two years ago you thought, okay, we got a chance to be pretty good. And I saw you guys play out at the Fresh Coast, and um, that's a pretty good team. Size, shoot the ball pretty well, defend the ball well. You got a kid who's uh, going to Wisconsin who uh, can snake the, you know, he gets up, grabs a rebound, and he can lead the break? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, extremely talented kid, and, um, you know, just been a tremendous leader for us. Uh, for the last three years, and um, you know, again last night he had he had 30 points and double-digit rebounds and leads us in assists. So the fact that he leads us in every category just speaks volumes of the kind of player that he is. And um, you know, the rest of our young guys are you know working their way through the process, trying to figure out where they fit in and what their role is. But uh, yeah, we definitely have some length and and a little bit of athleticism. Uh, today it's going to be a a mighty challenge going up against the defending state champions in, right. in Brookfield Central and. Because they have some serious athleticism oh, and some serious length yeah. and uh, some seriously play. really good players. Yeah. I mean, and really, really good players. They're well coached, and, and yep. Danny does a great job over there. Hey, getting back real quick, and we're going to get to that game um, a little bit later, but Carter Gilmore is the young man that we're talking about who's verbally committed uh, to Wisconsin. and he, he had a number of Division One offers on the table and decided he wanted to take a preferred walk-on 
to go play at Wisconsin. I read an article about him, and by far my favorite line, this article, is uh, when one of the coaches up there said, look, if he shoots anything like his mom, that's a good sign. Mom was a good player. Dad was dad was a coach. Uh, Mom dad, was a player. Uh, dad was a player. Was he? Oh, dad could flat out play too. Yeah. So, oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Dad it, is. Uh, uh, dad was on Bo's first national championship team at Platteville and started for him. Okay. And uh, mom was uh, all-time leading scorer down at Platteville. She, um, we so don't, we, we don't they want both to talk could about, play. We don't want to talk about the dad playing. We I understand. To, mom, we don't want to talk mom, about Stephanie playing. I know. And Carter will tell you that mom can flat-out shoot it. But uh, I played with Brian, his dad. And uh, Brian was a heck of a player. Uh, scored over 1,000 points at Arrowhead. Was the uh-huh. all-time leading scorer for a while. So Didn't know that. Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. He, he was a heck of a player, too. So, Mom, I know I know the, the claim is mom is the best shooter in the family. And I don't doubt that. Uh, but uh, a really great family, basketball family, um, have invested so much time and energy. And I really admire Carter's decision. Uh, that's not an easy I, decision to make. No. And turn down, I was going turn down multiple scholarships. Multiple. I mean, legitimate multiple scholarships to really good schools to live out his dream and follow his passion and take a difficult path. I mean, it's a tremendous decision. And uh, I'm super proud of him for making it. And I got no doubt that he'll be successful in it. Uh, because of his determination to be a great player. Well, and and look for the for as you know for Wisconsin to offer, he's got to be a good student athlete. Yep. So grade wise, he's taking care of his business. I mean, he was offered schools like DePaul and Milwaukee, and Indiana State, among others, that he could have gone and said, "Look, I you know I may have to sit out maybe a little bit first year, but I'm gonna play a ton, and I and I can walk around the streets saying I got a scholarship." Instead, he said, "Look, this is where I've always dreamt about playing." And when they offered preferred walk-on, I'm I'm there and good for him. I I, I commend him a ton. That had to be a tough decision. Had man. to be a tough decision, but I don't know that it was because um, that's been his dream. His dream has been to play for Wisconsin, and um, now he gets to live that out and and make it happen. So uh, proud of him for for sticking with uh, what his dream is and taking that challenge on. And now uh, you know he can put that beside him. Uh, for the moment right and live in the moment right now with us and uh that's try to lead our team to have a successful season and so far we've been off to a good start been off to a great start and uh you're getting um into now kind of the the, the heart of this thing you know you get brook central tonight which is a non-conference but a heck of a game and certainly when you play brook central you might as well go play them at their place right right yeah you might as well do that uh, tonight that you guys play Brook Central, I'm gonna try to get over that one. I think yeah, that's gonna be, be a heck of a game. I, I I hope it is, and I hope that uh, I hope that our kids are uh, ready and enjoy the uh, experience. But it it is gonna be a challenge, a mighty challenge. They have some very talented players, and uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's uh, you know teams like this that bring out the best in us, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to share that uh, tonight and uh, see what we can do to get after Brookfield Central. I mean, yep. Coach Wandry just does a tremendous job, and. So much respect for the way he handled his team last year, and uh, and you know made it to uh, state and winning state. Uh, just a tremendous season. I mean, a really remarkable coaching job last yeah, year. I agree. That whole staff, that whole I, yeah, and, and he knows if Wander's listening, he knows how I felt about all that. He did those guys. That was as good a coaching job as I've seen in a long time. Hey, and then uh, we're talking a lot about WBY shootout today on uh, on the twenty sixth against Kimberly, man. Kimberly's loaded too. Loaded. I, we're gonna get to a break. Other side of the break, I'm gonna ask you who put the schedule together because I got a Wisconsin Lutheran coming up a little bit later. And do you see Marquette, that? Yeah. Marquette, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking we're... at your non-conference, getting ready 
Figuring it out. Figuring it out. He's Craig Heisey, the basketball coach at Arrowhead. Again, a uh, little bit later in the show. And looking forward to having Jerry Pettigrew, head basketball coach at Cuba City. His team is awfully good, and he's coming to the WBY shootout. And then 11.30, Larry, Larry, Lori Hoke. I talk too fast. Lori Hoke and Jody Majerus from the Majerus Family Foundation. Be here in studios. We talk more about their tie-in with Mark Wheeler and WBY shootout, and they've added so much to this showcase tournament. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, come, oh, come Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. As always, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Craig Hazy. He's a head basketball coach at the undefeated Arrowhead Warhawks. Undefeated sounds good, doesn't it? It's early, Mike. <laughs> it's very early. Oh, I yes, it sounds I don't care. good. <laughs> it sounds good. You uh, you texted me this morning and said, unless I say undefeated arrow, you weren't yeah, No, right. you didn't say any of that. You did not say <laughs> any of that. You want to see a really good game tonight? Head out to uh, Brookfield Central. Arrowhead and Brook Central are playing, and, uh, and I, I could, it's got a chance to be a barn burner. There's no doubt. Your boys ready for this one? I hope so. You know, we're uh, looking forward to uh, playing the defending state champs, and, uh, you know, we've had – some great games against them in the past, and uh, hopefully this will be the same. You know, 2017, uh, we were able to uh, play them in, at the state tournament, and that was a great game, and uh, hopefully we can have another great game today. Yeah, when you know, and we don't get it. We're not going to get into any of the details, but you had mentioned what a great job that Wandry and, and that staff did last year. And, and if you know anything about high school basketball, you know the stuff that they kind of went through as a group. And, and I, I, I went on these airwaves and said, look, there's two things that can happen. They come together as a team and 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 don't listen to the noise outside of this this locker room. It's us against the world now, boys. Let's let's go. Let's see what happens. Or we're, they're going to fall apart at the seams with this thing. And that staff figured out a way. And that and and look, I have to give the administration, the school, a ton of credit as well. They came together and said, you know what? Let's figure it out. Yep. Look, in 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 life, in real life. Not high school basketball life, but real life. You you have obstacles that you have to overcome as men when you grow, when you get older, and you have a family. As you know, we you know we have to do that. And I got to give those kids credit too. Oh, those that's kids the on bottom the line too, because those kids stepped up. I mean, uh, uh, the Nile brothers and uh, just so impressive the way they played and uh, the the whole team. I mean, just you have to give them all credit and uh, just. Uh, watching it from afar was impressive to see, like you said, collectively how they came together as a community yes. uh, to overcome the obstacles that they faced. And that's and that's what community is about. And that's why you love high school sports, because it should be about the community. You know, Tuesday, it's about the community. We're doing a sock drive. We got the Mac Star, uh, you know, there. We got Catholic Memorial coming over. It's going to be a great atmosphere, a great event. It's about community. Right. And sometimes when you get outside of high school sports, it becomes about other things. But high school sports still can be about community. I, I don't want to make this a Dr. Phil show, but right. I have to ask you, because you're an Arrowhead guy. Yep. went to school at Arrowhead. Yep. And there are certain people that I hear that that go, well, you know, they, they never have any issues out there. And I'm like, boy, are you out of your mind? Yeah. Like, really? 
like there are there's issues in every single community there there are and sometimes the issues just get bigger because their houses might get a little bit bigger and growing up in that community look there there are some really strong people at that school and in that community that understand that look you have to be a student athlete first right and take care of your business and then it's a privilege to play. It's not a right. You don't have a right to play. And look, there, there, there are certain issues that come when you grow up where I grew up, and there are certain issues that happen out there where, you know, th- there may be some parents over the years that go, "What do you mean my kid's not going to play?" Uh, there's issues at every school, and oh. you know, we've been, you and I have been around long enough to understand that concept. And the issues are different, but the issues are still issues. And when you're a part of something. You have to learn how to deal with those uh, different things that come up. And it's so different at Arrowhead than it is at Brookfield Central than it is at any other school uh, across the state. The, everybody's got some issues. But if you have a good community that can see that you're trying to do the right things, right. and sometimes we all make mistakes, but as long as you know the intent is in the right place, I think the community rallies. And, hey. when, and when they rally, then great things can happen. How different are you now? Not not only X's and O's, Coach, not only how you run your practice, but how you run your program than you were the first five years? Yeah, you know, I'm extremely blessed because my staff has been so consistent with me. Um, you know, my varsity coaches, assistant coaches have been there all 20 years with me. Uh, Johnny Hoke, who played for me, was an All-American at Carroll College. Uh, you know, he's been with me now for, you know, seven, eight years. Um, my freshman coach, Chris Klink, has been with me for over 10 years. He was a point guard of one of the first teams I coached. My JV coach, Mark Leone, has been with me for 19 of the 20 years. Wow. So that has made it um, manageable for me. Sure. And the consistency has created, I think, in my life and in my coaching, uh, it, it's made me a better coach because they, they give me such great input, and I trust them so much as a staff that it's allowed me, I think, to relax at least a little bit. I right. mean, I know, I know the rest probably still think I'm a little anxious on the yeah. sidelines well, sometimes. What was the word that you used? Um, <laughs> passionate. Passion, you're passionate. Yeah, when yeah. We were on a board together with, with referees asking us questions, and you used that, that word passionate a couple of times, and I, I, and I loved that. Can I ask you, your definition of a good assistant coach is what? Uh, my definition of a good assistant coach is somebody that helps you before you even realize you need that help. I mean – uh, as a head coach, there's so much going through your mind. It's great when these assistant coaches can share with you, here's a thought before you even think of it. And because they've been around me for so long, they know kind of where my weaknesses are. So they're going to fill in the gaps and uh, make sure that my weaknesses get covered by their strengths. And I think that's uh, you know what has been so exciting for me over the years is to see how they can help fill in. And uh, you know, I've got one coach who – you know, maybe adds a little bit more humor than I have. I have another coach that maybe adds a little bit more experience and X's and O's than I have. And I got another coach who can still get on the floor and demonstrate something that I can no longer demonstrate. I so t- I take all it those that's pieces. The, that's the Hulk boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too hard to figure out who's who on our staff. But uh, I, I think when you get those bases covered, it, it just makes your staff stronger. Um, and we and I've had conversations on this show a lot about assistant coaches, and, and I think I was a better assistant coach than I was a head coach. And one of the reasons is is I would throw myself in front of a bus for Coach Wallersheim. I never wanted his job. I I knew that in the coach's office we could yell and scream as much as, but once that door opened up, it's that's his that's his program, and I'm going to walk lockstep with him. 
even though I dis- if I do disagree, if I can't change his mind to what I'm thinking, I'm going to be lockstep. And if anybody asks, yeah, this is the way we're going. There, 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 there is no space in between where we were. And there's no space with Marcus Hines last year. We were all on the same page the whole way. And we would argue, man, we'd get after it a little bit. And and and, and Paul would allow, you know, he'd say, hey, what do you got? Let's right. go. Let's talk about it. But at the end of the day, it's his program. And at the end of the day, none of your guys are going behind your back, stabbing you in the back, going to the AD, trying to get your job. And that's just the bottom line, Mike. Like you said, the, the step one is, like I think, having those assistant coaches offer Here's what we need to do. But then they also have to be able to handle it when I say, uh, no, we're not doing that. Right. And like you said, behind closed doors, we can have those heated discussions. But as soon as we walk out of that door, I know that they have my back. And for 20 years, they've had my back. So there's no reason now, you know, as a younger assistant, you ask, or as a younger head coach, you ask me how have I changed. Well, that's one of the, you're pretty nervous and anxious about what everybody thinks, including your assistant coaches. But, after you do this year after year after year and year after year after year, all those assistant coaches continue to support you when you step into the public eye, then you know. You know. That it, it, it helps you relax because yeah. as head coaches, we need that. Like, 100%. you're talking about issues. Like, people don't realize how much we take on as head coaches because we're thinking about everybody and trying to make everybody and please everybody. And you can't do it. But if those assistant coaches have your back in public, it makes it a whole lot easier oh, to take those steps outside. 100%. And at practice with the team. You know what? The team can see that, that you know, the players can can feel that. Look, if they know, if they can hear us yelling at each other in, in, in the coach's room, but they know that, yeah, well, he's coming to practice tomorrow. He's part, you know, and he, you know what? That assistant's coming. That other guy's coming. We all got, we're laughing. You know what? So these guys can understand that as men, yeah, we can disagree. You betcha. Nobody's throwing punches. Nobody's doing crazy stuff. But we can yell at each other. And then at the end, we give a little hug, slap each other in the back. Okay, here we go. Let's let's get it done. And I'll tell you what. And I don't know how. And I've never been on your staff. But Coach Wallersheim, for a long time, was a control guy. You know what? He he is. And he would tell you that. For him to be able to give up the, the fact that I was doing this, the, the substitutions, I mean, I, I did the rotations, and he coached what was on the floor. For him to give that up, huge. Like that, and, and there were times that he'd look at me, Craig, like, are, what are you doing? And I'd be, no, no, we're good. Just just coach what's out there. And there were times a kid would have a bad turnover, and he'd pull him out, and I'd go, you can't, you can't do that. You know what? That's my rotation. He said, I know, I know. I just, we got to get him out, man. He's driving yeah. me nuts. So. There's no question. And I, uh, now that you say that, um, I'd be the first to, to agree with you, um, like Johnny Hoke. Uh, who's our newest assistant on the varsity, you know, within the last probably two to three years, you know, I've definitely given him a larger role than he had the first five years. Sure. But a part of that is gaining, even though I love Johnny and coach Johnny, it's him gaining understanding for where I'm at and, you know, me gaining that trust in him as an assistant coach. And once that happens, then that door opens. And now, you know, he runs some sets plays for us. He picks out some out-of-bounds plays for us. Perfect. He'll suggest calls and make those calls. And I was not doing that the first five years with any of my assistant yeah. coaches. I was totally in control and didn't want to give any of it up. Hey, what that does, so you know, um, that that completely gets him more invested and more time and watching more film and feeling really good about work. And, look, it's hard sometimes because his assistant coaches – with with responsibility comes failure, right? You you now you have that responsibility, 
and he puts in an advance play that that doesn't work at a big part of the game, or I make a substitution, a kid that just doesn't play well, and you know what? A lot of eyes come my way. A lot of eyes come my way. But on the other hand, if I'm at practice and I'm fully invested in watching these kids and I feel like this is a kid that needs a little love, he needs to get off the bench, he's been really working hard, let's get him a little time and see what happens. And, you know, when it works, it's 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 really good. Let's get to a break. I want to talk about this conference a little bit. It's a football. People know it's a football conference. I'll tell you this. Kettle Moraine's good. Walkshaw West is good. Kelly Moore's they're on the up. They're coming. Uh, there, there are some really good coaches. You saw Walkshaw South that nobody's talking about. They're, they're good. They're good, and they're going to keep getting better because Coach Richter does a tremendous job. I'm a they fan have, of his. They man. have young kids that play extremely hard, hey. and they're only going to keep getting better this year. Throughout this year, they're going to get big wins. I'm telling you right now, they, they have it. So. I think he's a better coach than his daddy is a ref. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fritz is a good ref, man. Great he, ref. Uh, you know what? When I did one of those ref things, I did another one prior to, to you and I doing that one, and Fritz was kind of in the back, and he was talking, right? And he, whoever's talking to you, they were kind of giggling or laughing or something. And I got asked a tough question, and it was from a uh, a college coach. who's supposed to be all referees, but this was a, a girl women's coach at a junior college here, two, school, two years of school. And he used to be a referee and whatever, and I snapped on him pretty good. And then I saw Fritz. I said, hey, you back there. I'm sorry, what's your name? And he, I said, stand up. And he was like, you thought I was going to yell him? I said, I want to tell you, do you want to know what I felt when you walked into Calvary Baptist when I was coaching there? And he's like, I don't know if I want to know this. I said, I was so happy because you treated us like we were a big school. You treated this school at Calvary Baptist in Miami Falls like you were going to Arrowhead. And I, and I so appreciate it. And you know what? You were always in the right position to solo call. I, I, I disagree, but I never complained with you because I that I really respect you as a ref. Well, professionalism uh, obviously is something that I think he he's built his refereeing around, and obviously that's something that Bo builds his coaching around, and you can see it runs in the family because they're professional in the way that they deal with basketball, and that's all you can ask from referees. Be professional uh, and, and give me every effort that you can give me, and, and the rest of it takes care of itself. There's going to be disagreements about judgment calls, charge right. blocks, this, that. But, you know, when you're working that hard and being that professional, uh, no no coach has a problem with that. No, not at all. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I do want to talk about this conference, and I definitely want to get into your roster. Your your roster is, is it's it. Look, Carter Gilmore is a big part of it. But this is a roster that they got to play together as a team. There's not one kid that's going to carry that team through, especially a conference and a non-conference schedule like Arrowhead has. He is Craig Hazy, head basketball coach at Arrowhead. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaching Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Craig Hazy, head basketball coach at Arrowhead, is in studio. 1045, we're going to talk to Jerry Pettigrew, all-time winningest coach in Wisconsin high school basketball history, and he's got a really good team this year. And he's coming into the WBY shootout, and that's what we're promoting a lot today. 
WBY shootout coming to uh, um, Concordia University, as always, in Mequon. And it's uh, the 26th, 27th, and 28th. It's wall-to-wall basketball starting at 9 a.m. on the 26th. And, again, going through the 28th, if you want to go out and watch Arrowhead play, they play Lucky Wurtz and Kimberly's going to – yeah, they're, they're loaded again this year. They're good. Ah, uh, really good. I yeah. Mean, uh, really good. Point guard, bigs. I mean, they have it all. So. They have it all. Uh, 6 o'clock on the 26th, you can go out and, and watch Arrowhead play and uh, take a look. And not only this young man who's going to uh, to Wisconsin, but their team. I watched them. I watched them at Brown Deer High School, and they're a fun team to watch. They get after it. Offensively, defensively, get the ball down the floor. I, I was surprised how well that, that kid can, can, can handle the ball. Um, but, boy, he is just – it's not a one-man team, that's for sure. At uh, 1130, Lori Hoke and Jody Majerus are going to join us as we thank the Majerus Family Foundation for being part of this year's, again – this year's WBY shootout. Hey, um, in this segment, I want to talk a little bit about this conference. And again, it's known as, and, and I keep yelling it, it's the best football conference in the state of Wisconsin, bar none. Don't sleep on the basketball uh, conference. You know, Brad Bester's obviously been there a long time, and I think Kettle Moraine's a team that, that you better take notice of because they're pretty good this year. Uh, Kettle Moraine's excellent. Brad does a tremendous job, and, uh, you know, he's been there a while now, and um, you know, young kids coming up, uh, you know, just has a really good youth program and developed a really sound program. Um, but our whole league is tough. Uh, Oconomowoc is really good this year. Um, you know, a couple of seniors that are good, a good senior point guard and a good senior big, that's a good place to start. You bet. I mean, when you have that, that yeah. combination, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good place to start. Of course, Waukesha West has the, the Division One kid who's who's been out with Mono, but uh, you can see they're still winning even with him not playing. Um, Catherine Memorial is missing a couple of kids from football still, and they're still winning. So, I mean, just a lot of good teams and programs. Obviously, Muskego with the winning tradition and McGuanago with the winning tradition. So, uh, you know, south and north just play hard every night. So, uh, you know, our coaches do a tremendous job in our league, and I'm proud to, to, to coach against each one of those guys because I know how hard they work. And uh, how no, our league is good. It's when a good is, league. When's Plessy getting back? Do you know? From I, I have was? no idea. I, just, I heard the 19th of December. When do you guys play that? Yeah, uh, probably the 20th. Yeah, you do play on the 20th. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I don't know when he's when he's getting back. But he's, uh, boy, that's a pretty good basketball player right there. Ah, very good basketball yeah. player. So, he, he you, know, good. I, you know, it's exciting because uh, we do have uh, big conference games coming up, and uh, our kids will be ready. You know, we have uh, our roster is starting to, you know, figure some things out through the first four games. And, um, you know, you were mentioning, uh, you know, some of our other guys. Sam Heitnen is a uh, 6'4 junior lefty that's athletic and starting to learn how to play a little bit of defense. And Chris Berg, our senior um, that starts with Carter, is uh, a really sound guard. And, um, you know, we got some other kids. Uh, we got a young kid in Mac Recchi, a freshman who's extremely athletic. And, um, you know, we are. Uh, we battle inside with a multiple six five guys. Blake Ewer starts for us in the post, and then we got Jake Davis coming off the bench. And so we've got some kids, and uh, our athleticism is is pretty solid. But uh, you know, four games in uh, for a lot of new players is they're still trying to find their way a little bit. But uh, we're getting there. Hey, can I ask you a question on the freshman? And and it's just not this kid. It's it's throughout your years at Arrowhead. Why did is it hard for you to figure out if this is a kid that should play? JV and play all the time or get a chance to practice with you guys all the time and play part-time on varsity? So with the, with Mac, it, it wasn't particularly hard because he's really that good. 
Um, but with other kids in the past, it certainly has been. And uh, it, it becomes a tricky thing, and you're trying to do what's best, and coaches sometimes get super excited, and I've, I'm the first one to be at fault for this because you see flashes, but then, you know, the longer you do it, you do have to realize that as younger players playing against kids that are two and three years older is a difficult thing. Even though you might see flashes, the consistency isn't always there. So, you know, Mac is uh, a really talented kid, and um, extremely athletic and can shoot the basketball, but he's still a freshman. He still, you know, needs to go through the experiences that all the other upperclassmen have gone through, and you, you just can't put a value on experience. And even though they're young, um, that experience of gameplay, like you said, is so important. So, you know, I, I certainly have not been perfect through 20 years of making those decisions. Uh, you know, sometimes we moved them up and then it didn't pan out. Sometimes we move them up, move them down. Sometimes they practice with you, play with the JV. Um, you know, you got to do what you think is best. You got to have those discussions with your staff. You have to really think through the process and, and try to, you know, fit them in where they can play. They need to play in games. There's no question. If right. there's one thing I've learned over the years, you got to find game time for them. And um, as excited as you can be, it doesn't do any good for you to be super excited and then not have game time for yeah. them. Coach, I have never been able to, to to say this is the exact way it should work. Right. I've seen it work both ways, and I've seen it fail both ways. Yep. Where, you know what, you you have a kid, and he's going to practice, and he's going to play part-time on JV, and some kids, you know what, they, they flourish in that role. And then other kids, they, get, they just they don't have a home, and they don't know where they really belong, and the varsity really, some seniors really don't want him there because maybe he's taking their time, and the sophomores don't see him at practice, and now he's taking their time. And then there are other times that it's worked out really well. I just think the earlier you can get kids, if they're mentally and physically ready to, to find out what the big show is and how big and fast these kids are, because if they play as a freshman, it all slows down, man. And so their sophomore year is normally a pretty good year. And then junior and senior, it's like they own the place because they've been through this for so long. Those kids that play freshman ball than sophomore ball, the first half of their junior year, everything's bigger, faster. Cheerleaders are a little bit cuter, right? The band is playing a little bit louder. And so it takes them a while. If you can get them that experience early, again, physically, mentally, and this kid sounds like like he can do that. Seniors accepted this kid? Absolutely. Um, and th that's one thing I give credit to our seniors. You know, um, uh, Keegan McCullough and Chris Berg and, and Carter have done such a tremendous job accepting younger kids and younger players. Um, I, I don't see any rift with that whatsoever. I've not. I've never seen that. That's good. And uh, it, when you have a kid like Carter Gilmore, who everybody knows is going to Wisconsin, and he's accepting and challenging and in the same way, uh, it is so good for our younger kids. And, and Carter's really good in practice. Like, he wants our younger kids to get better, and he knows that he has to get after them so that they can get better. Right. And for a lot of our younger kids, it's the first time where they've really been challenged by someone better than them. Right. And it's so good for them, and it's making us better. So our practices have been great early on. I'm, I've just been really impressed with – uh, the intensity of our practices, and the leadership of our seniors. He's Craig Hazy, head basketball coach at Arrowhead. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Jerry Pettigrew, head basketball coach at Cuba City, coming in to the WBY shootout. I have one issue with him. You he, can't have an issue with the GOAT. I, I mean, he's I, I, The issue is why aren't you playing two games here, man? 
you know what? I wish I wish he was playing two games up here because I definitely want to see this team and I want to see this game against Brookfield Academy. I will definitely be at that one. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. To see Our finest gifts we bring Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented as always by your local pick and save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan, Craig Hazy, head basketball coach at Arrowhead, in studio with me as we we're promoting this year's WVY shootout. At uh, 11.30, Laurie Hulk and Jody Majerus. From the Majerus Family Foundation will be in studio as we will they continue to 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 certainly showcase Rick's life and 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 they're doing things with this foundation that Rick Majerus would be so proud of. He would be just so proud of the work that they're doing. We're now joined by the all-time winningest coach, still active, but the all-time winningest coach in Wisconsin basketball history. He's Jerry Pettigrew, Cuba City coach. How are you today, sir? Hey, great, Mike. How are you? And uh, give my best to Craig. Yeah, Craig, uh, he, he said, I told him I've got one issue with you. And he said, you can't have an issue with the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And I said, I do. The issue I have is I wish Cuba City was playing twice in this year's WBY shootout. That's the only issue I have with you, Coach. I can't wait. Look, I know that, that, that you can wait to play at Brookfield Academy because they're really good. I can't wait to see that game. I'll be front and center for that one, Coach. Yeah, no, that, that's going to be a real test. And, and uh, uh, hey, Mike, you, you've spent a lot of your years in there coaching, and you know that uh, uh, city and suburban basketball is a little bit different than out here in, the, in the, you know, where we don't have a lot of population what have you. Uh and uh, we know we got to tie our shoes on tight, and uh, we're hoping that we can go up and, uh, and make a good showing and, and be competitive. Uh, you remember those days with Dominican, and we were competitive, uh, and that's what I was proud of. But uh, I have no illusions. Uh, I know what kind of basketball they play in the city and in the suburbs, and, and it's the best in the state. And so uh, I think we've got a really good team. And uh, we're excited about that. And, uh, and I know that uh, uh, Brookfield Academy and Coach Cleary, you know, well, that's, that's a really good basketball team. Interesting story, Mike. Uh, the Burbach kid, uh, his dad uh, was in the Cuba City District. <laughs> and his dad, I want to say his dad was Tony, I think. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, and... If it was Tony, there were quite a few Burbach brothers from Dickieville. Yep. They did not go to Cuba City High School. They went to Wallard in Dubuque. But if his dad was Tony, he was Mr. Basketball in Iowa. So that kid can play basketball. <laughs> he and cut, kid, yeah. uh, uh, then you've got Cleary's kid who's uh, you know, good. Too. You yeah. know, your coach, this is Craig Hazy from Arrowhead. Uh, Cleary's kid, uh, they actually live in our district. And... Uh, <laughs> 
it's so he's had uh, several boys yes, that, uh, we, that uh, Arrowhead has missed on, all of which are great and have been great players for for Coach. Oh man, yeah. and you know what? Here, here's what I know about Coach Clary. He's a really good coach, and his kids are going to play hard until the end. And yeah. you're, yeah. you know what? He, you're going to make that drive from Cuba City, and they're going to give you everything they can. They're 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 uh, they're an awfully well coached and a really good basketball team. And normally, uh, Jerry, when you go to the WBY shootout, you know you get a chance to see matchups of teams that might not ever play against each other again. And you know you right. you, you know that you know one's a Division One, one, one might be a Division Two or whatever. But look, that that at one thirty on the twenty seventh of December, there's a chance that down the road you guys are going to see each other again. And that game is going to be really entertaining. Look, I'll get there a little early because I want to kind of see Thomas Moore and Lake Country Luther. And then, of course, my boys right. and Martin Luther play against Milwaukee yeah. San Academy of Science. But then at 1 o'clock, Brookfield Academy, Cuba City, man, that's going to be a heck of a game. Coach, when we talked off the air, I said, hey, you know, tell me about your team. And you said, look, they put a lot of work in, in the offseason put a lot of sweat equity in the program we got a chance to be a pretty good basketball team yeah yeah you got that right and i know coach cleary's gonna love to hear this uh they, they like to get up and down and uh it's gonna be a really entertaining game for the fans because uh uh we're gonna run with them uh and most of the time when i come into the city uh i'm saying whoa we gotta slow this thing down we gotta get the pace we want but uh, we want their pace, and wow. uh, we'll we'll see what happens on that. Uh, but yeah, we've got a really good team. I got this transfer kid from Mineral Point, uh, uh, Braden Daly, and uh, he's a Division One athlete. He's a Division One athlete, six six, can uh, do it. He's a he's a scorer, Mike. Yes, he's a scorer. He can really score. And then I bring I bring back three starters from a team that won 17 games last year. And uh, Brady Olson is the best kept secret in the state. Uh, he's one of the best point guards around. And I've got a, a sharp three point shooter in Jackson Knoll, and uh, another six four kid in Jack Miskey. Uh, and then round out first five with uh, a kid by the name of of uh, uh, Richards and. Uh, uh, Riley Richards and his mom just went in the Hall of Fame. She was a trannel uh, from uh, Dickieville, and uh, uh, the genes are good there, and he's had a heck of a year for us. So my starting five is solid, and uh, uh, we're really, really looking forward to this, Mike. And, and uh, uh, you said many times of one of the best games that you saw was Dominican Cuba City over in West Bend, and uh, – uh, I, I'd like to think that this is one of my better teams that I'm bringing in there. But I brought a team into Milwaukee, Vincent, one year, and I, I, I found out I shouldn't do that again. <laughs> hey. I, got, I got blasted really hey. good, to be honest with you. But this will be a good game, I think. Hey, Craig, 20 years of being the head coach at Arrowhead, if somebody says to you the toughest loss ever and your best win, because over the years they've asked me, and the toughest loss as a coach was to Oosburg. Um, we we I, we are ranked number one in the state at Dominican. We were loaded, and Oosburg, the fine Dutchman, got us. And the best win ever for me was against Cuba City. And that's look, we won some state championships. That game, that sectional, 
at, at West Bend where Cuba City had to make that long drive, man, were they good. They were so good. And for us to get that win, to beat them, um, the best win that I've had. That, that sounds uh, like an unbelievable atmosphere, obviously, playing against uh... – you know the best coach in, in state history had, had to be an amazing, amazing feeling for you, for your team and program. Yeah, it it really was. I didn't drive to Sheboygan for a year because there's a sign that says to Oostburg, and I couldn't do it. I've never watched that game ever, ever. Hey, co- hey, coach, I hate to ask you the best win you've ever had and the toughest loss because you've been doing this a long time. But if if, if someone were to say to you after all these years. What, look, we remember losses a lot more than we remember wins. We know that, but oh, but yeah. you're you know maybe one of the tougher losses you've ever had and one of the best wins you've ever had. Yeah, that 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 game against Dominican because I had a really good team and and uh, for maybe the only time in history they placed me over there in that uh, in that uh, uh, sectional and I couldn't understand why we were traveling two and a half hours. Uh, in a sectional, and then the thing that upset me, Mike, more than anything, at that particular time, they had one of those tartan turf floors. It, it wasn't a wood floor. Nope, it, it wasn't. It was, it, it was one of those, and I'm thinking, my goodness, come on. Uh, that was a tough loss, but uh, uh, yeah, and you do remember those, and when uh, and Coach Cod, Hazi uh, gave me a nice compliment, but you're talking you're in studio there with a with a guy that uh, is one of the very best basketball coaches around, and, uh, uh, and besides being a, a good basketball coach, he's an even better person yep. like yourself. So, uh, just isn't it wonderful to be associated with uh, basketball? I mean, people say, "Well, what do you get paid?" I said, "Paid." <laughs> you know what I mean? If you did this for money, you're goofy. Yeah, uh, you're homeless. <laughs> you're homeless. Yeah, yeah right. You, uh, you love the game, and you love the kids, and uh, it, it's exciting. And uh, uh, and that's why, uh, you know, I think this uh, – I remember maybe one of the best moments, Mike, is, is at this tournament, and, and Mark Miller played it at Marquette then. Yes. He played it at Marquette. And I had a kid by the name of Evan Richards who was oh, yeah. to go to UW Milwaukee. He scored fifty. He, he scored fifty against Brookfield Academy. Wow. <laughs> and, and that was and we won by two points. We needed all fifty. Wow. Wow. You put me in a gym by myself, I can't score fifty. <laughs> hey coach, last thing with that that game where, where Dominican and Cuba City played, um, that morning I kept trying to figure out I watched more tape on you. On, on that one three one that you guys are running, I couldn't figure out where your trigger points were and when you were going to trap and when you weren't. And my daughter was going to Maranatha Baptist Bible College, and she called me that morning, and she said, Pops, are you ready for this one? I said, I think so. And she said, hey, I'm bringing a boy I want you to meet. I said, really? Coach, I don't remember meeting this young man. He's now my son-in-law, and I have I have three grandsons. But he keeps telling me the first time I met him was at the Cuba City game, and all I remember is we got to win against a really quality opponent. I don't remember my future meeting my future son-in-law that day, but everybody keeps telling me I did. Hey, Jerry, I look forward to seeing you. Um, certainly, Merry Christmas to you and Joan and to your family. And uh, if you guys want to come out and see a great basketball game, December 27th at 1.30, Brookfield Academy against Cuba City in the WBY shootout. 
at Concordia University. They're going on. Those games are going on all day, the 26th, 27th, and 28th. But I can't recommend coming out to see that one. Get a chance to see the winningest coach in Wisconsin high school basketball history and his team from Cuba City take on a good Brookfield Academy team. Hey, Coach, thanks a lot, and have a great day. I appreciate your time. Great talking with you, Coach. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Mike, and thank you, Craig. Uh, and Merry Christmas to both of you. You as well. That's Jerry Pettigrew. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Craig is going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about Jerry, all good things and stuff that he has uh, brought to the state of Wisconsin, and we're going to continue to promote the WBY shootout. Go to WBBY.com. WBBY.com. What I like about this, 10 bucks, Craig, to get in. And they don't, they don't like, clear the gym make you pay another 10 bucks, any of that stuff. 10 bucks, you get there at 9 a.m., any of the three days, or all three. Get to see a lot of basketball through 9 o'clock that night. Let's get to a break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Don't forget, 11-2, it just started. I've been getting text messages of Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Billy Schmidt. They're at the uh, Walmart on Highway 100 in Layton, and it's a day of giving. And to go out, you'll see the tent, you'll see the people from the Running Rebels there, and uh, go out, buy a couple of toys, and donate them for the Running Rebels. It's a really good organization. They do a lot of work with some inner-city churches, and they get kids to come in uh, to an event next week that probably will not get Christmas gifts. So let's get these kids something for Christmas, something they can open under the Christmas tree. And the Running Rebels do a great job. We partnered with them on our toy drive a couple of years, and we did a big partnership with Walmart, the Running Rebels, and uh, and 105.7 FM, The Fan. And today from 11 to 2, Walmart on Highway 100 Layton, right in Greenfield. Stop by, say hi to Javier, who was in studio. He is a uh, community relations guy with, with uh, Walmart, does a great job with them. And then say hello to Sparky and, and Billy Schmidt. I'll get over there about 11.15. I'm going to hang out with those guys for a while as well. Hey, Craig, um, can we talk a little bit about the, the freshmen and, and JV and, and kind of what – you're looking for not only in the youth program in, in in Heartland, but what you're looking for for kids that 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 try out, get a chance to play in freshman, get a plan a chance to play in JV, and your coaches are, are you looking to get wins at that level? Or are you looking to get kids developed so that when they get to you on varsity, they're running the same stuff? Kind of what is your your overall mission statement with the younger classes? Well, our younger uh, programs and the freshman JV level. Uh, you know, again, blessed with great coaches who have been with us for so long. So the first step for the players is to understand the system and learn the system. And along with that, as you know, just learning how hard you have to play right. in high school. Like, you have to play hard to be a good player and a good program. And, 
And our, our younger level coaches just do a tremendous job with teaching them not only the system, but how to play hard. And, and for those kids, it's kind of an eye-opener coming out of uh, you know middle school, trying to figure out how hard you have to play to be a good player. So uh, really lucky with the, uh, Coach Leone, a JV coach, and Coach Klink, our freshman coach, um, that do just a tremendous job of working with those younger kids and getting them ready to you know eventually contribute at, at the varsity level. Yeah, I agree. And hey, let me go off script a, a little bit. You bet. I got uh, one senior, and I want to bring this up because, you know, it is the the time or the season of giving and giving back, and we've been talking a lot about a lot of different giving backs. And I've got one senior, Keegan McCullough, uh, who does a tremendous job for our program and our school. And, and our principal this year did a uh, – uh, did a, a special thing where he went back to the middle schools and he took kids from the high school as mentors to take them back to the middle schools and talk to those kids about the dangers of vaping. Oh, sure. And uh, Keegan McCullough, who's a senior in our on our team, was one of those kids, and it ended up getting taped by Good Morning America, and they had a little uh, airing of it a couple weeks ago. And Keegan just did a tremendous job talking about how, as a varsity basketball player and a basketball player in general, he never has wanted to do that or be a part of that uh, because he knew then he wouldn't be able to play basketball. And then the other thing that Keegan brought up was falling to peer pressure and how he always felt that it was okay to say no to his peers over doing something wrong. But so many high school kids struggle with saying no to their peers. And I'm just so proud of Keegan for stepping out and doing the right things and going national on national TV yeah, you bet. and stating that, uh, just a great, great young man. And, and that's when you're talking about lower levels and what are you looking for, we're looking for kids like that. That's who well, you want to build your program around. Those are the kind of kids that, you know, you can go win or lose. It doesn't matter because you know they're doing the right things in the community. You know they're teaching the, the younger generations the right things. And those are the examples that you want uh, these young men to set. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Good for him. You know, Coach, I, three years ago, I'd never even heard of vaping. Yeah. And it it has taken high school by storm. Yeah. And, look, we know, and, and this, this show is a celebration of high school athletics, but we know of a lot of schools that, and, and programs that have been impacted in a negative way on this thing. And it's kind of getting – it's a little scary, to be honest with you. It's very scary, you know, and, and I, I tell my students all the time, you know – 26 years ago when I started, it was on the start of the downslope of smoking. And for about 10, 15 years, smoking just kept decreasing and decreasing and decreasing. And then all of a sudden, like you said, in the last five years, the vaping has just gotten out of control. So to have someone in our program speak out against it and be a leader in our program, just really proud of Keegan McCullough for doing that. And uh, hopefully the younger generation can learn uh, that it is just so bad for you. Yeah, it, it really is, and it's amazing how many kids are, you know, all of a sudden you go to games, there's three kids sitting in in uh, street clothes, and you don't know why. And for me, you know, it goes grades or that now. And again, three years ago, I'd never even heard, I didn't even know what it was, right. you know, which is really, really difficult um, to, to do that. And I'm thinking, man, as parents and then as coaches, we can only do so much. I mean, the parents have to really be involved in this thing to, to monitor this. But the kids have to take some responsibility at this point. Well, that's that's just the bottom line. Kids have to take the responsibility. They have to realize the dangers that it brings to you, and then they have to make you know better decisions about it. And they have to be willing to say no to their peers when their peers approach them with this stuff. And those are the great messages that uh, that Keegan shared. I was 
you know, really excited that our principal did a program like that and included really good kids to to go back and, and mentor these younger kids at the, at the middle schools. Yeah, and they have to do that. I think these kids understand that when he, when a kid like this, Keegan McCullough, walks into a middle school, those kids look at him like he's an NBA player, right? Those kids are the kids that go home and they come to your varsity game and they go home and they dream about playing for Arrowhead. And here's a kid who's on the team. I don't know how much he plays. It doesn't matter. They see him out there warming up. They see him as part of this Arrowhead community. And so when he's talking, they're listening. That's important. That's super important, and uh, that's that's how you build that program, and, and kids learn that this is the way we're going to do it. We're going to do it the right way. So kids make mistakes, and uh, and we've all had kids over the years make mistakes, but hopefully you can have more kids doing the right thing that impress upon uh, those younger kids to, to do the right thing. Yeah, I agree with that I, 100%, Coach. I, I really do. Hey, do you – um. How healthy is the youth program, youth basketball program out by you? You know, as I talk to other coaches, it's kind of up and down. You know, it's not uh, – kids are – they've got so many other options when it comes to playing baseball. And, you know, they, they there's a number of, you know, volleyball, club volleyball, and all of this stuff that kids are now trying to say, maybe if I'm going to play at the next level, I've got to do this 100% of the time, which I think is nonsense, to be honest with you. But – you know, how, how healthy is the youth program by you? Uh, you know, our youth program is outstanding, and, and we're really lucky that we have, uh, you know, at least two teams at every level. And um, this is the first year that we actually went down to fourth grade. We had been probably a holdout for, you know, for well the last 20 years at starting at fifth grade. So we did move down to fourth grade, um, and we do have two teams at the fourth grade level and two teams at every other level. And uh, so it's, it's really strong, uh, but there's no question – that year-round sports in the last five years uh, have gone to a whole nother level. And there's no question that basketball did this long yeah. before anybody else did it. Yep. So, you know, you can't sit here and be a hypocrite about it, but now everybody else is doing it too. I mean, baseball really Seven in the last football. five years has just yes. grown into this year-round thing where kids are hitting and, and throwing year-round and, you have indoor soccer, futsal, and you have, you know, the volleyball, like you said. So it is putting more pressures on kids without a doubt. You know, my thing with, with that is if you're talented enough to play multiple sports, I, I would sure hope that you would play multiple sports. Yeah. Not every kid is talented enough to play multiple sports, but when you are, uh, I just think you can learn so much from playing multiple sports and, and, and go do it. And yeah, I always, and I say this a lot, if I've got a quarterback on fourth and one with eight seconds to go and you're down four and he's got enough guts and courage to, to, to get over the goal line and score, he certainly can hit a free throw for me. Absolutely. Right? And that's how you learn. Yeah, you got a kid who, you know, there's a kid at third base and and, and, and his tie score and there's one out and, and they put down a squeeze and he can get the bat on the ball and keep it fair and score the run. He can hit a free throw for me. You know, that kind of stuff. So I, I think that that's really important. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue talking to Craig Hazy. He's the head basketball coach at Arrowhead. We're also going to reach out to Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. He's at that event at Walmart. And then I'm going to kick uh, Craig out, 1130. Lori Hoke, Jody Majerus going to come in. We're going to highlight the Majerus Family Foundation and their tie-in to the, to the WBY shootout, which I think is just really important. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. What's Oh, hey. 
to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside the head basketball coach at Arrowhead, Craig Hazy at uh, 11.30. Lori Hoke, Jody Majerus, the Majerus Family Foundation. We're talking about the WBY shootout and their partnership with Mark Miller and, and uh, how much I love them being a part of this. Rick was uh, put into the Collegiate Hall of Fame this year and Looking forward to talking to Jody about that. I watched some video on on her talking about her brother and uh, how emotional that was. And it was uh, really uh, just a great event. And it's always a good event when when they're part of the WBY shootout. We're now joined by Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. He's at the Walmart, Highway 100 and Layton. And we are part of a day of giving with our friends over at Walmart. And we're uh, collecting toys, raising money for the running Rebels. Sparky, how you doing? Uh, it's a pretty cool deal out here, man. Uh, you can't miss us, that's for sure. Big, huge, red and white striped tent uh, sitting out here in front of uh, Walmart on Highway 100 and Layton, like you said. And you, you come in the, the tent here, and they have all kinds of cool things for kids. they got a bunch of goodie bags the kids can get when they come out here, and lots of cookies, miniature cupcakes, and stuff that you can get as well. Plus, they have cookies that the kids can decorate themselves with different types of frosting out here as well so lots of stuff for the kids to do there's another kid in here playing with a remote control car around the inside of the tent uh and of course what we're looking for is toy donations uh you've heard this before from me obviously i'm a fan we've done our other toy drive but toy donations obviously for the day of giving uh toy donations here at walmart uh running rebels uh youth organization will benefit this one uh in milwaukee so come on out we're out here until two o'clock baby couch myself uh, come out, talk some Bucks basketball, Bruce baseball, Packer football, whatever the case may be. Hey, um, I know the Running Rebels are are uh, are there or uh, going to be there really soon, and I know that they're going to be part of this uh, this thing. I we had Javier in studio, um, Sparky. Yeah, yep, and he, I was uh, with him in line buying toys. That's awesome. I appreciate that, and I'll be there about twelve fifteen doing the same. And. Look, he, you know, he talked about the mission statement of, of what Walmart is in every community that they're involved in. And doing it this way where they, they, you know, they set up a big tent and they have a lot of stuff for kids. And then they're utilizing a nonprofit that's, that really needs to, the help and needs toys. And to do it this way I think is pretty impressive. It really is. And they don't just do it here. They do it all over the country. And he's based out of L.A., I believe he said. And he travels all around the country doing different community relation events like the one that they're doing here on Highway 100 in Lane. A couple of people just dropped off some toys that they bought inside Walmart for right now as I'm on the air with you. So uh, it's just a very cool deal. And what you love is is that around these types, this time of year, you have a lot of these type of deals going on where people are helping people. What you wish was you wish you had more of it all year round, uh, but you'll take it when you can get it, right? Yeah, I agree. Again, stop by uh, between now and 2 o'clock. Say hi to uh, Baby Tausch, Billy Schmidt, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer from the Big Show. Hey, Spark, last thing. Yesterday down at the Broad Stop, I was down there a little bit earlier, and uh, your show went on. And, man, that was a really cool event that uh, that Mitch put together. And and I thought, man, there was a lot of people down there, a lot of Packer fans, a lot of Bear fans. What would you think of that? Way too many bear fans. Just it was just a, it was obnoxious. It felt like puking. 
It was horrible. I don't ever want to be in a building with that many Bears fans again the rest of my life if I can avoid it at all costs. Yeah, I I wish we had more Packer fans. We had some Packer fans who were checking out the fan in a big show, but clearly there was way more Bear fans. And, yeah, it was kind of obnoxious. But the the one good thing was, and Gary Ellerson pointed it on the big show, was they all seem miserable about life. And if you think about it, they should be. The Bulls are horrible. The Cubs wasted a bunch of money on payroll and can't beat the Brewers. Uh, and then the Bears had Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. So I guess while they were there, they weren't very happy about life in general. Well, I saw Big Cat Williams. He was there. Sure. I've, I've never seen anybody with a bigger head than that guy. I don't know how they found a helmet for that head, but, boy, he walked by, and I wasn't going to make a comment of it because that's a big fella right there. And uh, that was at 10 o'clock. The thing that I was surprised at, there were a lot of Bear fans drinking at quarter to 10 in the morning yesterday. They were drinking at 7 a.m., I was told. Oh man! Well, that's because they live in they live in Chicago. Like there were already like thirty or so people there, and they were pounding beer at seven a.m. And there was like a line out the door, I guess, around eleven or eleven thirty. And then we had Frank Winters on, uh, former Packers center, on with us yesterday to start the show at two o'clock. Had a bunch of people gathered around here. Frank Winters talk, obviously. They had Owen Cruz over on the score around the same time. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Saw a lot of positive reaction on Twitter from those that came and. uh, Thanks for everybody for coming out. I'm sure it won't be the last time we do something like that. No, I agree. That's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. You can hear him every day, 2 to 6, on the big show, 105.7 FM, The Fan. You can go see him live between now and 2 o'clock at the Walmart Highway 100 in Greenfield as we collect toys, maybe raise a little money for the running Rebels. Hey, Sparky, I'll see you in about 45 minutes. Bring your kids. They got goodie bags. They got snacks. Your kids can decorate cookies in the heated tent. Come on out. You got it. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Hey, uh, uh, Craig Heisey, head coach at, at Arrowhead, um, I've only got a few more minutes with you, and I want to ask you a little bit about um, playing in an events like the, the WBY shootout um, and the Rick Majerus WBY shootout. Wh- why that's important for, for you guys to be able to play in events like that? Uh, it's special, one, because uh, you're playing great competition, but even more importantly because the WBY gives back to the community and you want to be a part of something uh, where the Majerus Foundation is giving back to kids and making their dreams come true. And there's nothing better than being a part of uh, an opportunity where kids benefit. And they benefit in so many ways from playing against great competition uh, to now having the Majerus Foundation give scholarships so they can continue their education. Uh, that, to me, is you know what my life's all about. It's about helping kids. Um, that's why I became a teacher. Uh, that's why I became a coach. And uh, the WBY does that, uh, promotes kids in, in a tremendous way. And in an age and a time when, uh, you know, kids maybe, uh, you know, people talk about uh, have kids changed, have kids done this. Kids haven't changed. Kids are great. We have great kids uh, in all of our communities. And to be able to promote them on that kind of stage, um, you know, Mark and, and his group gets a tremendous amount of credit for doing a great job with this event year after year. And I'm just thankful that we get to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I had uh... – I talked about this during my youth sports show, but on, on the Faith in the Zone show, I do. I had a college football coach on and asked me, have you know, over the years, coach, it, it, kids have changed? or And he goes, no. And I go, really? He said, I was 26 years old. I was a Division One head football coach. I was single and I was cool. Now I'm 44, married. I got three kids. He goes, man, they haven't changed. I've changed. I just want to go home and see my kids. I'm not the cool guy anymore. And he goes, are they, they're still doing the idiot stuff I did when I was a freshman in college. <laughs> now they're posting it on social all right. over the place. But other than that, he said, I think at the heart of this thing, 
it's us that's changed, and we have to a- adapt to some of this stuff. No, no doubt. I mean, technology changes. There's no question. But kids are great kids, and and they do great things in our communities. And to be able to be on a platform uh, at Concordia and have the WBY promote it and have the Majerus Foundation uh, sponsor scholarships, I mean, that's just tremendous stuff. And uh, just really blessed and, and lucky to be a part of such a great event. And um Looking forward to playing a great, a great, great program in Kimberly. And yeah, you got a lot of good basketball to be played between then and now. Uh, absolutely, we got to worry about Brookfield Central tonight and oh. uh, everything else that comes thereafter. But yeah, our, our schedule is tough, and we make it tough. Uh, challenge our kids and see, uh, you know, where our weaknesses are going into uh, the end of the year. What sectional are you in this the year? The toughest one. <laughs> of course you <laughs> the are. The toughest one. Sussex, Brookfield East, Brookfield Central, Oconomowoc, King. I mean, it's it's incredibly oh. loaded. Homestead. I mean, you just All go on and on and on and on. Yeah. Um, Martin Luther, where, where I coach, if you look at theirs, it's St. Catharines, Delphield, St. John's, and East Troy. Del- it's, uh, right now, Catharines is ranked one, East Troy's two, St. John's is three. And it's like, my goodness, there's got to be a way to fix that. But that's similar to what you're in right now. Yeah, Sussex is ranked one, Central is ranked two, Kimberly's ranked three. They're, you know, Brookfield East, uh, uh, you know, they're in there. So Kings ranked ninth in front of us. So, yeah. Yeah. It's un- well, you know what? Get them ready. Yep. Yeah, get them ready. And uh, you know what? You got to unleash the freshman kid. Let- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, uh, you do what you do. Listen to me talking big from sitting over here. Hey, Craig, thank you so much. I really appreciate the the time. And, and uh, hey, last time I saw you and your family, I think it was at Mr. B's, and uh, it was your birthday. Celebrating your birthday. Your kids are good. Kids are great. Um, yeah. Growing up fast. You know, it's hard to believe my son is going to be in high school next oh. year. My my daughter's a, a fourth grader. So it's. Uh, He's going to be in high school. Yeah. Hey, one of the funnest shows I did was when your your wife came in. I did the basketball wife show. Well, when show. you texted me, I figured it was for her, not for me. <laughs> no, you know? it was for you this time. <laughs> she did great, by the way. And we that was a lot of fun. It was interesting to me that there were wives from the same conference that had never met. And I thought, you know what, this is going to work out really well. And they all seemed to to get along. They all had a different level of knowledge when it came to basketball. I'll tell you the one thing they all had in common was the love for their husband and the love for the program. And you know, you've heard me say it that that there's a special place in heaven for coaches' wives because they really they don't get any of the the, the credit, but boy, they feel the red when when things are going bad and we come home. Ooh. It's not good, man. It's not good. It's not good. And she was great. She um, she was like, "Hey, I just I let him go when he when he's like that. I get out of his way, but I have to snap him in place every once in a while." So yeah, that's a really good, a very nice family, Craig. And thank you so much for for coming in. Um, I look forward to seeing your team play, and uh, I'm going to try to get out to Brookfield uh, Central. I think tonight, and if not, I'll definitely catch you at the WBY shootout six o'clock on the 26th against a really good Kimberly team. Well, thanks for having me, and, uh, you know, thanks for having my wife on. She really enjoyed that experience. She enjoyed meeting the other coaches' wives. Like you said, it's it's kind of strange because we don't socialize that way. Nope. Um, but uh, for her, that was a great, great experience, and I know for the other coaches' wives as well. And, um, you know, my wife is the best. So uh, she's uh, put up with me for all these years, and now uh, – Hard to believe. Hard to believe. <laughs> Just kidding. Hard to believe. He but... is Craig Hazy, head coach at Arrowhead. Craig, it's good to see you. Good luck tonight. Thanks. We're, we're going to need it. <laughs> you got it. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coach Show. Other side of the break. Sorry, other side of the break. They just got here, and I'm excited about it. Lori Hoke, Jody Majerus from the Majerus Family Foundation. 
going to join me for the next two segments as we talk about the foundation, we talk about this year's WBY shootout, and we certainly talk about about Rick and his legacy and how happy he would be with what's going on in high school basketball with this WBY shootout. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern. If you listen to uh, my show, if you listen to me talking high school basketball, you've heard me say a number of times, I wanted to be Rick Majerus. He was the guy I wanted to be. He coached grade school, high school, college, coached on the playground. He would stop at a gym and coach in the gym. He was a basketball junkie, and he was the guy that guys like me wanted to be. And for me to get a chance to spend time talking about his legacy with his sister Jody Majerus and Lori Hoke from the Majerus Family Foundation, um, this is year three that we've been involved together doing this, and I just really like it. And a big thing happened this year, again, to Rick's legacy, and that is he was put into the Collegiate Hall of Fame. And uh, you know what? It couldn't happen to a better guy. And, and uh, I got a chance this morning when I was doing some research for the show to listen to Jody Majerus on a couple of different videos um, speaking about her brother and her brother's legacy and how much he loved the game of basketball. And he loved giving back to, you know, to these kids that he wanted them to, to be good basketball players. And I'm joined in studio for the next two segments uh, Jody Majerus, Lori Hulk. Jody, how, how, it's good to see you again. Merry Christmas, Jody. Thank you for inviting us here today. We're really excited to be here and yeah. to talk about the shootout, of course. You bet. And to talk about how the, how we impact the shootouts. That Mark has done a great job for all these years in putting the shootout together. And I think what we add is the educational component for the shootout, which is one of the tenets of the foundation. Very much. And it was really yeah. what Rick felt was that he was very proud of his record on the court but he was more proud of his players that graduated from from college and then went on to be better men and husbands and fathers and then contributed to their community hey how did um and and we're going to talk a lot about the wbus shootup but i wanted to talk about the hall of fame weekend it was in uh, kansas city missouri it was just a couple uh, weeks ago uh, november 24th uh, through the 26th and for, for Rick to go in the Hall of Fame, um, it had to make you and your family and everybody that 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 have surrounded um, your family and his legacy very proud. I can't tell you how proud that we were of, of Rick and of how, what it meant. Um, the only thing that would have been better is if Rick was there to receive the award himself. Um, Rick was, like you said, a basketball junkie. From the time he was a walk-on on Al McGuire's team till, till Al told him he wasn't going to play. And he loved the game, and so he found a way to play the game. And it was by learning, the, the I guess, the strategies and the techniques 
of basketball. And as you said, he coached grade school at St. Sebastian's. Yep. Assistant coach at Marquette High. Yep. And then went on to be an assistant for Al, an assistant for Hank Raymond's, and then at Marquette. And then he was also with the Bucks as assistant to Bucks for Nelly. Sure. And then he also um, did the U- U.S. Olympics team. Yeah. And he, then he was a basketball. He was look. You could go at night sometimes to Hart Park, and he'd be there either playing or coaching or watching or doing. I mean, he was the guy that was around the neighborhoods that you could as as a guy that was coaching in grade school with an idea that one day I want to coach in high school, look at him and go, that's who I want to be. That's that's the guy that I want to be. So he would be so happy with you guys doing this. Um, Lori, it's really good to see you again. Um, I only get to, nowadays, now that I'm not coaching, I don't get to see you over at Thomas Moore over at Martin Luther. Your family is good. John's good. The girls are good. Yeah, everybody's good. They're good. seniors. so Yeah, they had a great volleyball year. They did. They did. They fell short in the sectional final, but it, that, was, it was a good match. We um we named them our UW Credit Union Team of the Week from this show, um because they they were down two zero in the in the sectional semis I think yep and came back and won three straight against a really good team it was a Catholic yeah, Memorial. Memorial yeah yeah I can't remember my nieces and nephews names and I remember just stuff like that but what you know what good for them and I know that. They would have wanted to, to get um, one more win to be able to get to state, but it seems like you and John very much involved in that in the volleyball team, and you're going to miss watching them play. Oh, I will. John probably more so than me. He's a little more choked up about that. But <laughs> yeah, well, John's emotional. You know, us, us us men sometimes get emotional, and I know that when I got when my son got done playing basketball and it was Division three college, it was very emotional for me because that's what we did. That's the stuff that we did. Hey, this year's uh, this year's WBY, and again, it's the 2019 Rickman Jarris WBY Shootout at Concordia University, the 26th, 27th, and 28th, out at Concordia University in Mequon. Really good games. I don't know how much you guys look at who's playing who and what time they're playing. That's kind of more like for geeks like me to, to go, boy, this team has a great point guard, and that, that team has a really good forward. You guys are out there for a specific reason, and that is to, to highlight, promote, and celebrate great student-athletes. That's exactly why we're there. Um, no, I can't, I can't do X's and O's for you, and I certainly would not hope you'd ask me to explain the triangle in two. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, if you can, because I, I had a hard time understanding that one myself. Um, I think that was one that Rick will never forget. Right. Uh, but, um, yeah, that is what we contribute to the, the shootout is that we promote the student-athlete. We ask that students um, send in a little autobiography of themselves, tell us about themselves, and they write an essay about somebody that they would like to meet in life, have dinner with, why they'd like to meet the person, what questions that they ask them, and then the recommendation of the coach. And we're looking for them to broaden who they would like to meet besides your, the the you know the athletes you know and right now we're yeah LeBron at, James and Seth Curry and right. right and you know a couple of the kids thought that maybe they could teach Seth Curry something and it was <laughs> like okay <laughs> well we're, we're inviting them to Milwaukee <laughs> for the next you know I, game I, I remember as a kid um 
I don't even know what grade it was. I have to be honest, but it was who would you like to have lunch with? And and I think I was in third or fourth grade, and I said Walt Frazier, who was a guard okay. for the New York mm-hmm. Knicks. And they were like, "Why?" And I go, "I don't know. He just seems so cool." And you know, he always had the he had the the fur coats on, and he was playing in New York. And I don't know. I just liked watching him play, and. So I don't know if I would have been able to get, well, it's not because of that. It's because how bad my grades were at Mesmer, but would have never been somebody that the Rick Majerus Foundation would have wanted um, to highlight, especially since of all the people, you know, dead and alive that I could have lunch with, it would be Walt Clyde Frazier. So I, I understand where some of these kids, but these are high school age kids. We totally understand that. And we, you know, some of the, some of them we look at and if their questions are good and why they want to meet them, they're good. A lot of them come from, you know, like what do these players do after sure. they play basketball and their philanthropic um, efforts. And so it is interesting to see who kids want to meet today. We're really, you know, interested in that. Sure. Hey, Lori, how do you, and this has got to be difficult, the most difficult part of this, how do you make the decision on what kids and, and I'm sure that you guys sit down and read all this and, and the recommendations from the coaches and then make a decision on what kids you're going to want to award with these scholarships. That's got to be hard. It is hard. But it, as Jody said, we get a lot of good applications. It's fun and interesting to go through them. And it, once you start going through them year after year, you sort of get a sense of which are the kids that had great letters of recommendation that really took the application seriously, that spent some time on the questions. Um, so that's what it, it works itself out. To. Yeah. Do you know the other part? And, and I don't hear many people, everybody um, talks about the, the scholarship part, the t-shirt part as a, as a former coach who coached in it, the t-shirt part is huge. And now because you've been doing this the last couple of years, I see these T-shirts at Mayfair and Pick and Save, and I see them all over the place. And these kids, I'm telling you, last year, three days before the WBR shootout, they were like, "Here, we getting we getting the Majera shirts again? We're getting the what color are we getting this year?" What? And so it's a big deal. So thank you for doing that for these kids. It's it, it really is a big deal. Let's get to a break. Other side, I like to ahead. say this. It's a big deal for us too. I think it's a. A way to keep Rick's legacy alive, it is. and you know, and it's wonderful to see them wearing them, and that we hope that their their behavior is good when they wear them. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I hope so too. They always have been when I've seen them, but you know, each year we, you give out more and more. There's a chance that maybe one of those, but they're jaywalking. You know, these kids are not doing. They're, they're, Let's hope. It's really interesting to me is that the kids. Um, write back to us during their freshman year and tell us how they're doing in school, and you know, you know, oh, that's where awesome. they're struggling, where they're excelling, and again, are really thankful for the scholarships, and um, they come to the the by the shootout next year, the next year, and come up and talk to us and wear those shirts. Yeah, they it's, do. It's incre- it's incredible. I'm telling guys, you're you're inside the 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 bubble of the foundation, the Rick Majerus Foundation, and the the amount of people that talk to me from outside that bubble, people that talk about, boy, did you see the scholarships that they awarded? It's a really big deal to the basketball community here in and throughout the state of Wisconsin that you guys are doing this. We're going to get to a break. Lori Hoke and Jody Majerus from the Majerus Family Foundation, and we are here just highlighting and promoting what they're doing with the WBY shootout. 
and it is the the 2019 Rick Majerus WBY shootout, and they they start 9 a.m. on the 26th of December, day after Christmas. You can watch basketball all day long, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for three days, 26th, 27th, and 28th. And I want to thank Mark Miller and certainly thank Lori Hulk and Jody Majerus for getting involved with this uh, event that I love going to. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come to Bethlehem and see More than a story that'll set you free Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Lori Hoke and Jody Majerus. Majerus Family Foundation. Again, uh, you can come out to the 2019 Rick Majerus WBY Shootout. It's going out at Concordia University as always, December 26th, 27th, 28th. It's wall-to-wall basketball. And you'll get a chance to say hello to Jody and say hello to Lori. Thank them for, for getting involved in this. And uh, they believe a lot in, in student-athletes, true student-athletes, people that take care of their business on the court, in the classroom, at home, in their community, because that's what Rick Majerus was about. And if he could give back, and, and I wanted to ask Jody, that servant leadership heart that he had, um, where did that come from? And, and is that something that, that you grew up in a home, and I know a lot about your dad, um, certainly that's where that came from. That absolutely is true, John. It did come from my my parents. My dad was active in the civil rights movement in Milwaukee. He marched with Martin Luther King, and he really taught us the value of everyone should have a good life, everybody should have equal education, and everybody deserves a good job. Right. And they should be able to support their family. And he... He instilled that in us when we were young. We we walked as a family across the 16th Street Viaduct. I don't know if anybody remembers that, like oh, in I the do. 1960s. And um, it was for fair housing. And it was, um, we walked every night. My dad was in town and did not have dinner till after that. And then in, I think it was like in 1967 or 68 when the fair, um, the open housing um, law was passed, right. and my dad was um, very active in the Democratic Party, and again, it's that liberal background that we come from, and I think that he passed on to us that, you know, we had a really a good life. We were blessed. Um, we came from a middle-class family. We never lived on a name street, and if you know Milwaukee, the number streets were the number streets, right. and the name streets, you know, had some status to them. We always lived on a number street. But we always had, um, you know, food on the table, and there was always enough for somebody who was stopped in or who stayed overnight or who needed a place to stay. He always said there's always room at, at the table. You know, we're, we're doing this thing at Walmart, and I think you heard us um, today. 11 to 2, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer and, and Billy Schmidt are over there right now. I'm going to head over Highway 100 to Layton um, after this, and we're collecting toys, and and maybe some cash for the Running Rebels organization, which is, and I don't know how familiar you are with with them, but they're really entrenched in the city of Milwaukee and have really strong 
uh, partnerships with some of the inner city churches, and they do an event where where churches send kids that they're not they don't they're not one hundred percent sure they're getting toys for Christmas. So we're doing we're we're making sure they get them because that's not something I ever had to think about. I knew I was getting them. I mean, they told me I was getting cold because I was kind of a naughty little Irish boy, but. We never had to think about that, or are we going to have a food when we get on the table? And so this this Majerus Family Foundation that you guys believe so heavily in and doing such good work in, in the community, it's not just about, Lori, I'm going to go to you with this. It's just not about the basketball scholarships. There's a lot of things that you guys get involved in. There is. We um, served dinner at St. Ben's on Rick's birthday and uh, Jody and Rick's mom and dad's birthday. Um, we've done donations for uh, gym equipment, for uniforms. We've done uh, at St. Ben's. We redid their uh, guest was, housing. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, he would be, he, he look, he'd be really happy with all of it, but he would show up at the WBY shootout. He would be there all day. Look, even I get, you guys got to be exhausted by day three. That's a lot of basketball, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., wall-to-wall basketball. Even I get burned out, and I'm a I'm a basketball freak. And I see you guys at every game, and you're going out and handing and, and saying, look, here's the winner of this scholarship, and we want to you know, promote them and celebrate them. Um, he, he would love this event, Jody. This would be this. This is Rick. It really is. It Rick. is. It's kids playing basketball, and having a good time, and seeing good games. And we honor both the MVP of the game, and we honor. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, we. I honor, forgot. Yeah, I'm sorry that I forgot yeah. that. And we honor the the athlete of the game, and um, I don't know, Lori. You want to think? We yeah. all have yeah. volunteers. Yeah, we have the volunteers, and there's just. I think the Mark ran the tournament great for all those years. Right. And when we went to him, we said, is there anything that you would like if we sponsored? What are the things right. that if you had more money, you would go ahead and do? And so we did the plaque for the MVP every That's year. That's beautiful. That's right. I forgot about that. Even like you said, the T-shirts, a lot of kids didn't, you know, it depended on their coach and their school whether or not they ordered T-shirts for right. the team. So, and most did not. Right. And these kids, I'm telling you, that that's kind of hidden. Those kids really look forward to that um, a lot. We're going to run out of time, but I have to ask you about this this uh, trip to Kansas City and and how how emotional that must have been for you, and how much you wish that that he would have he would have been there to, to to talk for himself and accept being put in the Hall of Fame by himself. He would have just been so humbled by that. Yes, he would have. You know, um, we joke within our family. We don't know if he would have showed up. Right, right. <laughs> that's not the type of accolades he he wants. Uh-uh. And if he showed up, he would have brought with him every assistant coach he had, every player he had, every friend he had, and the people who came to Kansas City. It was a remarkable group of people. It was some of his some of his players, um, some of his physicians, an old athletic director. It was Lori. It was friends, wives of you know, yeah. The, the his friends who have passed away. It was it was really emotional. I can't tell you how how you walk through and you read everybody's name, and then you stop. Right, and there it is. Yeah, I I can tell you that watching 
those videos this morning of you answering the questions. And and when you said, look, when Al McGuire said, you're not any good in basketball to play, and people laughed, and, and that was – this is – so he had to then pivot, and I can just imagine what he was thinking. Okay, maybe I'm not good enough to play, but I'm going to figure out how to be here. I'm going to figure out how to be in that locker room and how to be on that bench so that I can be part of this game that I love. And when you when you said that, I laughed and the crowd laughed. And I thought, man, I can just – I can see McGuire doing that and I can think what, what Rick was thinking in his mind. Okay, you don't think I'm good enough to play, but you're going to think I'm good enough to coach. He loved Al. Oh, and, yeah. And Al the, loved him. Right. And it was, a, it was a good relationship. And I think what – you know, Rick learned a lot from Al. He learned a lot from Hank Raymond's. But he also had a contract with Marquette when he was there, and he only wanted a nine-month contract because he wanted to spend the three months traveling to other people's camps to learn from Bobby Knight. Sure. And that, he was all about basketball. And I, it, it, in the day he died, there was a basketball in the back in the trunk of his car. Yeah. That's, he that, never, that didn't he, surprise anybody listening to this. Nobody. There, there, nobody that's listening is surprised by that at all, and and rightfully so that he is in the Hall of Fame where he should be, the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame, class of 2019. And when you look at the class, it's a pretty good class. There are some big-time college basketball players being put into that class along with some coaches, Shan, uh, Sean, Shane Battier. I've watched Shane Battier play forever. Um, Calvert Chaney from, from Indiana. Uh, Ernie DeGrut. he Ernie was a good player, man. He never got all kinds of kid from Providence. Never got all the the props. I don't think that that he deserves, but he was really good. And and there was just a number of really good players. Larry Johnson, Homer Drew went in. Well, what a good man he is. Oh, he was an awesome man. I will say this: that every time I go someplace, everybody has a Rick story. I know. Everybody has a Rick story, and it's always it's always funny and. <laughs> All the time that that I spent with Rick, you know, I, I you know, you laughed a lot, you ate a lot, and I always learned something, and I always walked away with a task to do. I don't know if those other people did, but I know I walked away with many a task, and I think Lori walked away. Yeah, with many. She She's over there shaking her head and smiling. <laughs> Guys, I can't thank you enough for taking time out to come in here and and again continue the legacy of Rick Majerus. Go out to the uh, the Rick Majerus WBY shootout. 2019. Go ahead. We got one minute. Let's talk about scholarships. Well, oh, people. Yeah. The, the, making sure they write the essays. Yeah. 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 So if you if you are listening to this and your um your son is going to get involved in this, the essays are due by close of business tomorrow. Is that correct? Tomorrow. Correct. Ideally, Sunday. we'd like to not have to extend it. Okay. But, uh, so you know what? Let's. Hey, look. If you if you if you're doing this. And, and you're looking to, to get this scholarship, have those essays over to them by the end of tomorrow. Get it done. Right. And we usually get somewhere between 30 and 50 essays. And I think it's a, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to help kids go to school. You got it. When you go over there, say thank you to Lori Hoke and Jody Majerus. Guys, thank you thank for you. having us, Mike. Anytime. Thank you very much. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.